The blast from our past network. This week on Talking Back, we find out how to not make friends. Talking Back. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I am your host, Tim, and with me in studio today is co-host Dean. Dean, how's it going? It is good, Tim. How about you? It's always good with you, hey? It's always good, yeah. Well, no, good. sometimes, sometimes Tim, I have bad weekends, but oh, this, yeah. <laughs> this week, I am good. Good. I don't want to talk about bad weekend. Um, yeah. But yeah, you always come in good. It's, I guess last, last week was the only time you've come in and it wasn't good, but yeah. you were just trying to be funny. Uh, right? Well, I wouldn't say trying. I would say I was succeeding at being funny. Eh, yeah, it's out, that's out for debate. Okay. That's debatable. How are you, Tim? The important thing was that you were trying. Yeah, right. It's the it's the thought that counts. Is that a exactly? Thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm always coming in good too. We love to podcast. Yeah, it's just a it's just a great time. I'm just always happy. Okay, we love talking about all this stuff. So we just come and we show up and we talk about it. Yeah, and then sometimes people tell us what to talk about, and we love doing that too. That's fun as well. Yeah, I think we just like to talk. We're really? those annoying people at parties that just can't stop talking about the comic we just read. Right. Yeah, that's right. I don't go to parties anymore. I'm too old. Um. Yeah, parties are like, I don't know. That's a thing of the past. Right. I feel, get the feel, the thing of the past feels for that. Yeah. Um, hey, everybody, sign up for our newsletter. Do it. Do that. We write stuff. Um, we're, we're, yeah, we're, we write stuff. We do a monthly newsletter and we have uh, lots of fun stuff uh, in, in there for you to, for you to check out. So um, we're charging a whopping zero cents for it so yeah it's free why not do it yeah just like this podcast it's free so if you're listening might as well sign up you yeah, love free stuff if you're listening i signed up yeah me too tim i signed yeah, up too we're i want to hear up. what uh, your thoughts were in the month so that's why i signed up yeah exactly i wanted to know what your favorite episode of the month was and why dean and i want to see some of the stuff in your studio oh yeah i got lots here actually yeah, that got i got lots here you might not have even seen before tim wouldn't mind a tour of that drum set oh right right <laughs> <laughs> i forgot Wait, i always I forget these things back here you have stuff i haven't seen there maybe i, I don't I know that's everything i started off by saying you're in studio with me and then i started to talk about what's in your studio so there's already some discrepancy in this in this podcast. <laughs> are you in studio with me or are you in your own studio? Interesting. We'll leave that up for the listeners to figure out. It'll be something they have to figure out. Exactly. Maybe we'll tell them in the newsletter. Interesting. Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. But if we remember. Yeah, exactly. That's usually I was going to say. Usually like within 30 seconds, we forget about promises we make and we just move on to the next thing. So. I have listened back to episodes before, Tim, where we promised we're going to do something, and then we have uh -huh. definitely never done it. Like, oh, we're going to post this piece of art. That that shit never comes up. I've, I've definitely, yeah, I definitely <laughs> have not come through on promises. Yeah. Ah, well. Ah, well, yeah. It's it's free. It's free. Free promises. No, the podcast is free, so <laughs> okay. we can't be held responsible for what we're saying because it's just, right. there's no cost to this for anybody, yeah. so. Yeah. Okay, guess what? This is exciting, actually. Okay. I had so much fun last episode with bad weekend that we just decided to do another brew baker phillips comic i love it tim i uh I threw something out to you 
after the last episode and we both agreed, yeah, let's do that. And then we were kind of like texting through the night and we had the bad weekend vibes going on and we just decided let's do more of that. That was awesome. I want to read more from these guys. So we're doing it. We're doing more from them. Yeah, man. You threw it to me for a, for a little bit of a suggestion. Uh, So I threw something back at you and we're doing it. It was that Ricky fellow from bad weekend that the thief Ricky, who I really, really liked. And he just had this cool vibe about him. So you said, well, he's in, uh, he's been in it before. And I was yeah. like, whoa, shut, that. shut your mouth. He has, yep. uh, I want to read that. So we're going to do that one. Um, unfortunately, you didn't tell me until after we decided to do it. He's not even really in it. He's dead. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's in it because he's dead. <laughs> now, this isn't a <laughs> I was spoiler. Like, oh, do I have the Ricky criminal arc for you? Yeah. Check he's this one on out. on his back in a pool of blood. Right. The guy you want to talk about, he's in this book and he's dead. So let's do this one. First page, they <laughs> they say he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even like we get to find, have it happen. He's just dead no, right away. He's right dead. out the he's gate. He's already dead. Whoops. Yeah. Sorry, Tim. We do get to learn some stuff about him. So it is it is fine. We're, we're, yeah. uh, we're mostly following his brother in this one. But it's yeah. the family. I wanted to learn more about the family. So totally fine. Really enjoyed the read. Uh, I've got no, yeah. no beef with it. Um, but yeah, we just, we couldn't get enough. I couldn't yeah. get enough. I needed also, two weeks in a row. Also, this is our, our first week of uh, Jolly December, right? Is it? Is it December yeah. already? Oh, It's my December goodness. already, Tim. Oh, my so goodness. So I threw you criminal lawless and i was like that is gonna be great for for uh joyous december oh, joyful is, december this is excellent holiday yeah. and christmas content yeah and oh, you know yeah. what i didn't know until i read it what this story does go down on christmas it is it's a christmas it is a christmas story it is a christmas story just by fluke i'm one of those people who's like if there's anything even the slightest remote piece of the content that has to do with christmas it's automatically Christmas content for me. Yes. Doesn't matter. So this one takes place one week before Christmas. Boom. This is a Christmas story for me. If there's snow, it's a Christmas story. Uh, I won't go that far, but... I will go that far. You know what, Tim? You can. I had you this, can go that far. I, I had this conversation uh, with uh, Corey uh, from Podcasting After Dark where we were talking about Die Hard, whether it was a Christmas movie or not. Uh-oh. And I said, 100% it's a Christmas movie. And also, Who cares? yeah <laughs> like, i remember that. whatever I remember you that. want it to be whatever you want it to be it is so you know what tim if there's snow in there and i want it to be christmas it is because i remember cares? that i remember that episode shout out to uh cory and zach the boys from podcasting after dark oh man and let's they shout out podcast. to oh they do have a great podcast we're gonna yeah. shout out to the whole podcast network right now Sh- shout out to john and adam from blast from our past and from the throwback trivia takedown I love I love getting trivia in my uh, podcast inbox every week. It's awesome. Oh, I know, I know. Such I love a great it. show. Uh, yeah, the, check out our network. We have all sorts of awesome stuff going on. So it's not just us. Right, we're, just we're like, not we're not the only awesome thing going on. We're just there's more <laughs> awesome stuff going on. Yeah, there's it's we're all awesome. Everybody yeah. in this network is awesome. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's move into it then. How about? Okay, yeah, let's move into it. We're gonna. How are we gonna move into it? Slide into it. Yeah, let's slide in. Jump into it. There's many ways you can get into it. Let's jingle into it. Jingle. In, perfect, Tim. Perfect. We're jingling into it. Okay, so uh, Ed Brubaker again is the writer. He's the writer on all these. Sean Phillips is the illustrator, and on this one, Val Staples is on colors. 
Now this is volume two of the criminal comic book series that we're covering. Criminal started in 2007 with volume one. It was titled Coward. And shortly after that, still in 2007, this volume two was released, Lawless. That is what we are doing. It is called Lawless because the family are the Lawlesses. Right. In 2007, I wasn't reading comics. How about you? Nope. I was, um, I was not. I had, I had a giant gap in my life where I wasn't reading comics. Um, not sure why I, you know, I know why I thought that comics, I thought that comics kind of started to suck a little bit. Mm. Um, I, it's probably just because I wasn't picking up the right stuff, but, uh, yeah, around, uh, this is around the time this year and a couple years later where holy balls did, did stuff start to take yeah. off. Yeah. I, I love all the stuff from around that time. Now we mentioned it last episode, but for anybody who's new to this episode, the criminal books are a, an anthology series, but as you pointed out to us, they have re- reoccurring characters that are kind of like sprinkled throughout. So it's uh, all set in the noir genre and these are mature stories of like real people. There's no superheroes. There's nothing supernatural going on. Mm-hmm. It's just really interesting criminal stories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they all yeah, kind of like, I like that you said mature because that's, uh, that's really what this comic feels like. Um, it, like it just really feels like, uh, it's like a grown up, but like, it feels to me like detective novels. I think I've said that before that Brubaker's writing really feels like that. It really feels like I am at home reading, you know, a detective novel, except it's better because I also get art. So I get to look at that as well. Totally. It feels like you're reading a journal from a criminal you definitely who, yeah. who pulled off some sort of heist or some sort of uh, really crazy story happened to them. They wrote it down in their book and you're reading it. And then Sean Phillips steps in and slaps down some of the most badass art that is in comic books. Oh, yeah. It just adds so perfectly to like the dark, gritty tone. Yeah, love it. And uh, I definitely have to call out to the colorist too because the colors are super important in this. Yeah. I think almost more so than the the art. I feel like it's the colors more so than the art. I feel like that's actually true. Yeah. The the, the, the art, like while the the art style is fantastic, if you slapped a different art style in and still colored it the same way, I think you get get the same mood across. That's very true. Uh, Colorists don't get as... uh... As many shout outs as artists do, and they are just as important um, for comic books, especially with this one. Like it's just it sets a tone that the reader really, really feels as they're going through this. I like that. Sets a tone. Yeah. Yeah. Get it? A t- I, oh, a, a Tim. Tone of, tone of color. I get it, Tim. <laughs> awesome. Good one. If you really meant to do that, good one. Yeah, I definitely meant to do it. I just want to say before we got into it. Um, I got this book for uh, my birthday when I was, I don't know, like 28 years old or something like that. Um, Maybe 27, maybe a little bit younger. Anyways, I got it from our mother for uh, my birthday and our our grandmother was present. And uh, I remember vividly our mother explaining to our grandmother why an adult would be receiving a comic book for his birthday. Really? (laughs) Yes, she defended me. She explained to grandma that comics are also for adults. Nice. 
Yeah, she was explain. She was explaining it might have violence in it. It might have profanity in it. it might- like she was explaining that to our grandmother, and I was like, <laughs> "Yes, thank you." That's I. That's why our little Dean likes it. Is for the yeah. violence, for the profanity, nudity. for the nudity, for the sexual content, yeah, for the criminal behaviors. The Comics Code of America would not have uh, enjoyed this one very much. They would not, no. But adults like me do. Mm-hmm. That's what adults like, all that stuff. Me too. This is, I call this fun. This is just fun. It was great, Tim. I freaking loved this book. Yeah. So same as I mentioned in Bad Weekend, as soon as this book starts off, I'm just taken back by the by the art. And, you know, the reason the colors are so important is for how much emphasis I find they're putting into the color of black. It's everywhere. Yeah. You hit, you land on page one. Page one is almost 50% black. So like normally you're not used to opening up a comic book and having it be kind of so grim and dark looking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, lots of comic books, you know, start you off with like a splash of color to get you interested. This is just like dark. Uh, I really like it. It's just something very different than what I'm used to. Yeah, and not like very defined. No, yeah, it's very loose, very loose art. Yeah. Now we meet a dude who kills another dude. Great, I love, I love an opening. What a great start, right? I, I kind of love like the, I love getting thrown into a story. Yeah, I really do. Like it's sort of like I think some people don't like how like when a movie opens on that, but I do. I like getting thrown into the in the middle of a story, and um, that's exactly what happens here. Uh, we really don't have much idea what's going on, but a dude is getting killed, and uh, we open on that. Yeah, and the dude who kills him, there's a whole setup that he does. Mm-hmm. Did you want to touch on that? Um, you start going through it. Okay, so it's the, basically... the thing because the thing that this book does is it jumps around a lot, um, and so I'm just unclear how much we know at this point. So I'll let you go first, and then maybe I'll as sure. to not spoil anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Great. Great. Yeah. So um, our our killer, he spots this guy climbing up a ladder to go on top of a building to take a piss off the top, off the roof. Correct, yes. But what he notices is that he notices like down the street, way down the street, there's a dump truck coming. So our killer climbs up onto the roof with this guy and from behind shoots him. And this guy falls off into the dump truck just as it's driving past. Right. And he, this, he now chokes he, him. Oh, he chokes him. Yeah, I wasn't he sure if he him. like pushed him or shot yeah. him or whatever. Okay, thanks for the correction. So chokes him, throws him over the side, lands in the dump truck, and now he doesn't have to worry about disposing of this body. Perfect. It's all done. So in his thought process, he saw this dump truck coming and he's like, oh, here's a perfect chance to kill this guy. And my hands are clean. I don't have to do anything else after that. So, I mean... That's not my mentality when I'm walking down the street and I see a dump right. truck. I'm not like, here's my opportunity to kill someone and throw them into it. Yeah. See, we don't know why he wanted to kill that person. Um, we just know that he wanted to do it or we just know he saw an opportunity Yeah. and, just, yeah, and did it. this was going to put him in a spot he wanted to be in, basically. Like he wanted this to happen. Um, what serves the guy right for going up to the rooftop to pee. Well, that's just irritating. If you're just, in an you're, alley, just pee there. Just pee there. He goes up the side of on a ladder up the side of the roof to pee off the roof. That could be it. Maybe he just saw the guy do that, and that's what he wanted. He wanted to kill him and throw him in the dump truck because he saw right. him peeing off the no, roof. No, 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 no. We learn a bit later 
um, yeah, I know what this guy did do, and he deserved yeah. it. This yeah. was the least of his problems. Right, right. <laughs> but this guy, this killer, he's Tracy Lawless. So this is our uh, the main guy we're following in this story. Mm-hmm. Now, he was in military lockup for 18 months. And as soon as his 18 months are done, he AWOLs from the army and goes, as he says it, back into the world. Yeah. Now, Tracy had learned that his brother, Ricky, his only living relative left. Yeah, your has, boy Ricky. Has died. My boy Ricky, the yeah. one that I came to this volume to read about, yeah. is is dead on page like six. Yeah, you got some of his personal effects there, though. <laughs> but they never showed us. <laughs> True, that you just saw a box. So Tracy, he goes to see Jacob for help. Now, Jacob, we know from Bad Weekend. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Now, Jacob sets him up with a fake identity and shows him where Ricky's old crew hangs out. Yeah. So what we get here is we get Tracy now trying to infiltrate Ricky's old crew to find out how he was killed. He mentioned that not many people um, would know him. He said, like, it was a perfect setup of Jacob, who is his, like, friend, basically, not really recognizing him. And he's like, if Jacob doesn't quite recognize me, then all I really need is a fresh ID and maybe a little bit of, like, a background check, maybe some references that Jacob can put out there. Um, And no one will know who I am because he's been away um, from this city for so long that no one's going to think put it together that he is Ricky's brother. Right. But he is still worried um, about being seen. So he doesn't want to be, he doesn't really want to be out and about. He's not like walking down streets. He's kind of staying in the shadows. He's staying out of sight. He's still worried that somebody might notice him. Yes. And it's very clear early on that he is good at this. He knows how to do this. He knows how to stay in the shadows and stay unnoticed. Mm -hmm. So, Trying to work his way into this crew, he targets the wheelman, Davy. And we see that Davy is a is a real special type of asshole. Yep. Uh he, he we see him, he's drunk as a skunk, he has sex with a prostitute, then he beats her up instead of paying her, and then he goes to the top of a building to take a piss. This is Interesting. our this is our dude right yes. here. And Tracy kills him. So that was yes. kind of like a, a cool flashback um, that they kind of have there. So they show us Tracy killing this guy. And then not too long later, they kind of show the buildup of why that happened. I thought it was interesting that they decided to throw a flashback like that kind of so early on and so close together to the actual kill. Right. But yeah, it was. I, I it. did like it. I did really like it. I really love it. It sets up. I think it's very like uh, it, it's a it's a. Why they did it so quickly and so early, I think, is because that's how the rest of this is going to go. That's how this volume is going to be told. They're going to do this a couple times, and you're going to feel like maybe you can't quite connect the dots. Um, You might have to flip back a couple pages to figure it out. And so I think they set it up right here that, like, this is how we're going to tell the story. And I really like it um, because I did have to flip back to check a couple things because Mm. on the rooftop... um, the uh, the guy that taken the pee turns around and he says, hey, aren't you that guy, Sam? And we know his name isn't Sam. Mm, we know his right. name's Tracy. Right. And now we get to the point where we catch up to the story and we know, oh, he has a new identity. His new identity's name is Sam. Like, it, it's it's all these little things that they put that you're never going to get when you read it the first, you know, the, the first time you read that page. You're not going to know what that means. He just doesn't know who this guy is. But he actually does know who he is. And he just has 
a new identity. Um, another thing I really like about it is that once we get to him climbing up the ladder, we don't see the kill again. Like, I like that Brubaker is also laying, and, and Phillips are also laying out here that uh, they're, like, trusting us to be able to connect the dots. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's kind of obvious that this is going to be the guy that he throws off that roof, but it's it's also, you know, putting it in my hands as being a capable reader and being like, I know you get you can get this, that these are this is the same event that just happened. And I think that is, again, something that carries on in this book where um, I feel like the writer and artist trust me to understand their story, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah, they, they do. They trust us and they want to... Um, they want us to kind of have to go back for a second read to pick up those nuggets, right? They want to hide some stuff, so. Yeah, I flipped back right away, checked it out, and like, oh, okay, yeah, that's really cool connection right away. I also love, I found out what, reading this, I love stories that jump around without telling you they're doing it. Yeah, that, that that's fine. If it's done well, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's a problem area for, uh, you know, on, honestly, a lot of people, I, I find that that is a complaint about things, jumping around and not knowing where you are. I don't know why, but I I like being confused and then getting to a point where I realize that it connects somehow and then going back. Like, I just, I like that. Yeah, you get you get pretty good payoffs that way. Yeah. So Davey, the wheelman, is dead. And this crew is now in need of a new getaway driver. So Tracy auditions for the part. And he gives them a little taste of what he can do by outrunning a police cruiser. Cool. And they like it. They say as long as he, uh, as long as his references check out, that he can join them for only one job. Right. So with Ricky being dead in this book, the way we get to learn about his character is through conversations and flashbacks. I like it. We still get mm-hmm. to learn about this guy, even though he's Good. dead. So I, I do get to see my boy Ricky and what he's all about. So we see some flashbacks of the past. Tracy is the older brother. Ricky's like following along, wants to be like him, but isn't really like him. Um, just wants to do what he's doing because he looks up to him. And that ends up getting Ricky in trouble. Right. And their father, Teague, is a pretty big criminal. Yeah. Yeah, he, he is. We'll get to him. Okay. Tracy's references come through. He sets. He does some really cool stuff to set up references for himself that yes. he knows the, this crew are going to check up on. Yes. And um, if anything kind of fell apart here, he'd be exposed. But he kind of went to all sorts of cool, smart, intelligent lengths to make this all work. And yeah. it does all work. And uh, they tell him he's in. He's in yes. for uh, the score, which is going to go down in two parts. And first, they need to break out their friend Simon from prison because it's his score. So he right. has to be a part of it. Then part two is taking down the big score, whatever Ooh. that is. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm pumped. It, oh, that I, I'm it sounds it. big. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. One of, uh, Tim, one of, one of the uh, references that Tracy gets, so the guy he visits in prison, is the main character of the first volume. Uh, okay. Yeah, so that that's like a little connection where if you haven't read the first volume, it's fine. Like this is yeah. these are stand like you said, anthology standalone stories. But if you have, you get this little like, oh, here you go. Like this is the guy you read in the first volume. Nice. Yeah, they yeah. do a really good job with that. Um, totally. Where you don't have to know anything that's happened before. No. Nope. But if you do, you just get a little something extra. 
Mm-hmm. Now it's like you're like inside. You're like you're like it's like an in joke that doesn't you know it, it doesn't have to be a part of it. But it's like for those fans that have read it, they feel good about it. Right. Right now, um, this is my second book in the criminal series, and we touched on it a little bit before. But this book also has snow in it. Uh, Bad Weekend had snow as well. I love snow in the noir genre. I I don't know what it is. It just works so, so well to have snow in noir. I know. I love it too. It's kind of like snow in Batman. Oh, yeah. Good one. So they break Simon out of prison, and then Tracy and Mallory, Mallory's a a lady in the crew, um, they go to burn away the escape vehicle that they used uh, freeing Simon. Now... The problem we have here is that Tracy wanted to avoid the city. We know that people don't really know him, but he wanted to avoid it, like I mentioned, because he doesn't want anyone to see him. He thinks there might be certain people out there who might be looking for him or might recognize him. And that is exactly what happens here at this junkyard where they go to dispose of the vehicle. Right. Is that somebody notices him and takes down his license plate. Right. Now, we don't know who this dude is. We don't know if this is police. We don't know if this is this is a bad guy, but somebody notices him. Yeah. So that's not great for him, knowing how much he didn't want that to happen. So Tracy and Mallory are tasked with basically testing the police response time in uh, in like a bank robbery situation. Oh, yeah. Cool. So they go to this bank and they steal the ATM from out front. They like hook it up to their truck, they rip it out of the wall, stick it in the back of the truck, and then they go and they hide in a parking lot nearby and watch for the police to see what their response time is. Yeah. And it's not great. Cops are not very right, yeah, efficient with the response time. But Tracy and Mallory, this they basically need to kill some time, right? Cuz they can't drive the truck away. Yeah. Um, well, the police are there, right? The, scene. So, the police are at yeah. the scene. They need to wait for the police to do the investigation yeah. and then leave so that they can drive away in the truck. So they go to a bar, have some drinks, and they end up really hitting it off. And they go back to uh, Tracy's hotel room and they make the love and have the sex. They did it. They do that. Yep. And it's a bit weird because Mallory used to be Ricky's girl. So right. Tracy is feeling a bit weird about it. But he says he's betrayed Ricky many times before. Yes. Which is kind of shitty. We, but It is shitty and very, very interesting um, that we sort of, what we know about Tracy right away is that he's going back to avenge Ricky right away. Like we, we feel like there's this strong bond between them. But as it's kind of going along and as we hit this point where he just, you know, sleeps with Ricky's old girlfriend, he we start to peel back the layers of, well, they weren't really actually that close. And like, does he even like his brother that much? It, it starts to open up the um, blood is thicker than water thing. Like where it's like, I will do anything for my family, even if we aren't like that close, even if we aren't the best of friends. And I really like this. I, I like this layer of the story I wasn't really expecting because when we open on it, you feel like they're the best of friends. Like that's what he's doing. He's going to avenge him. And so I think they're so tight. And I like that we slowly separate from Ricky as we're, like going down the line with with Tracy and realize like figuring out more things about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, I wasn't expecting. Kind of, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting. Yeah. I wasn't expecting him to say that it didn't really matter because he's let him down mm-hmm. so many times before. So it was, it was interesting. You know, I, I try to think of better words than like dark and gritty, but like you know, it gets into those that you know. Yeah, I guess dark well, the, story. 
there's more layers to La- yeah there's more, more layers, layers to these characters yes to the storytelling to the characters it starts to bring it a little bit down like it's not such like high pace action you know just like for the for the cool action scenes although i will say that this book does have really cool like tracy does really cool like action things his mm-hmm. fighting he seems so confident up to this like this point in the book he's fought a couple people who have pulled out guns on him and he hasn't had guns and he's just took them away and disposed of those people so quickly in such a powerful and quick way that it is like oh that would have been a really cool looking action scene like it reminds me kind of like of uh born how good he is at just like disarming people and and he doesn't even really know what he's doing it's just his body's reacting and i felt that way with tracy just like his body knows what to do he doesn't even have to think Mm -hmm. getting back to your thought from a minute ago this book is not happy it's not a happy book and i think that's what we're learning in this instance is that it's not going to be happy and this is a little taste of it and, and a taste of things to come so tracy goes out early in the morning for a coffee and four dudes start shooting at him. And Tracy, like you're mentioning, is a well-trained machine, and he kills all four of these dudes. Yeah. Then we meet Sebastian Hyde. He received the news about the team of four failing. And he doesn't understand how the team could have failed. And he also doesn't understand or know who this Sam West character is. So that's uh, that's Tracy's fake identity name that he got yeah. from Jacob is Sam West. Now, Tracy says his dad was the only person he was ever afraid of. And we get some real insight here into Tracy and Ricky's dad, Teague. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I really enjoyed this. Um, not so much for the, uh, the what, this, what the, the story we learn about his dad, but they mm. break the art style here. They go, they go to a completely new art style. It's very scratchy and it's yeah. just two-tone. It's two-tone with pencil work. It's really, I really yeah. liked it. I really love it. I, I really like the change here. I, I like that for flashbacks when we change the art a bit. Yeah, totally. Now, Tracy is maybe four and he's crying as he's watching his dad hitting his mom with a belt. Mm. And the words we read are nothing short of heartbreaking, but he says he remembered his father's voice yelling. And he remembered fear, a fear so total that he was wrapped in it. In his life, no one scared him. No one made him flinch. But the sound of his father's voice was enough to get his hands trembling in anger and frustration. And he hated himself for that. I find that very sad that this was the relationship he had to have with his father. But even sadder for me is that Tracy thinks both he and Ricky turned into the same type of man as their dad. Right, yeah. So that's like um that's an, that's a theme in the book here is that yeah. They kind of turn out a little bit like their dad. He's obviously influenced them, right? So they're they're kind of like in his shadow. Yeah, you definitely get the feeling, well you 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 get the feeling that he hates his dad, you know, despises his dad through these flashbacks. Um, and then, yeah, is also kind of becoming him. He's such a violent, he's such a violent criminal himself. Yeah. So it turns out the money in the ATM they stole was all counterfeit, Dean. Aha. I don't, I don't think that's the money in the ATM, Tim. I think it's the money he stole at the beginning. 
from those two guys coming off the dock. Because that's the money he needed to start up, and that's the money he gave to Jacob. Hmm. Oh, yeah, you're probably right then. Yeah. Okay, I think I missed that then. I only read it once, so, yeah. like, stuff at the beginning, I probably... I, well, I like would have need to read that twice to catch it. It jumps that around would, a lot. That would make sense. Yeah. I forgot he robbed some guys at the dock. And oh, that's what he yeah, paid yeah. Jacob yeah. with, and then Jacob went to the bank, and the bank told Jacob it was counterfeit. Right, yeah. Okay, cool. I like yeah. that. I, I like that more than it being counterfeit in the ATM. Right, uh, That yeah. seemed a bit forced. I didn't really understand. Okay, yeah. cool. Very cool. So Tracy's been slowly working on the crew... Uh, each time he's alone with one of them, he's trying to like subtly pull some information out of them about what happened to Ricky, but it's just not working. Like nobody's like nobody's budging, nobody's giving him anything. So he's he's needs to like figure something else out, some yeah. other way to get this info that he's looking for. Yeah, because he's and, he's pretty positive someone on the crew did it, um, and he's also pretty positive it wasn't the wheel man that he already killed. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's thinking, to be honest with you. Um, I think he just wants info. You know, I, maybe he does assume someone on the crew he did thinks, it, but he, yeah, we, I mean, we don't, we're not, we're not definitely not told that he thinks someone on the crew did it. No, no. Again, again, we are because are we? he, ta- yeah, he talks about Ricky's last job and he talks about, um, that somebody got an extra 80,000 or something from the job. And yeah. so it was supposed to be like whatever Ricky's cut was went to someone else. So they, he right. was pretty sure someone killed him for that. Right, but we don't know that it's someone on the crew. I'll be honest with you. I thought there well, was true. Yeah. something something family-related going on. Yes. I thought the dad may have been involved in this. I, we, we don't know that someone on the crew... I don't think we know that he thinks someone on the crew specifically did it. I think right. the crew is where you start. Like Maybe that's a great place to start. That's not necessarily where it's going to end. Yeah, you know what I will say? I would say he worries that someone on the crew did it. Not necessarily he knows, but he did say things like, when he's sleeping with Mallory, he's like, oh, I hope I don't have to kill her. Like, he's, I think you're right. I think it. he's not 100% sure it's someone on the crew, but he is going to get information from yeah. them and hopes it wasn't. He's going to get info yeah. from the crew, so that's I'm what's with going you. on here. Yeah. yeah. So Tracy and Mallory are still spending their nights together. And one of those nights, Tracy has to go for a walk in the middle of the night because he's had uh, some bad nightmares. Hmm. While he's gone, Mallory checks his wallet and finds a picture ripped in half. So two pictures. And it's of Tracy and Ricky when they were younger. Mm -hmm. Now, they were so young that she doesn't immediately recognize them. Yeah. But you can tell she feels that there's something familiar about the picture. Now, on his walk, Tracy visits the graveyard his family are buried in. He says he hasn't been there since his mother's funeral. And that most of the year before her death, his father had been out on the run and dragged Tracy along with him. A man and a boy traveling together are less suspicious to the authorities. Hmm. And because he also needed a getaway driver. Right. So that's the that's the life this kid grew up in, right? He's the getaway yeah. driver for his dad for a yeah. year. And all the while, Ricky was back home taking care of their sick mother. Right. Now... Mother dies, and Ricky hates Tracy for being out on the road with Dad. Yeah. Tracy wishes he could have been home taking care of Mom, and he wishes Ricky could have been on the one out on the road with Dad, because yeah. that's what Ricky wanted. So it's like they both wanted different things here. They wanted what the other one had, yeah. and I think they probably resented each other for that. 
but that yeah. that was their circumstance that they got stuck in and that's how it played out but the, they're clearly both damaged from all this crazy shit that happened tracy just happened to be older so that's why um teague took him out on the road but tracy hated teague and ricky thought teague was cool like ricky looked up to him and wanted to be a criminal like him so he wanted to be out on the road tracy didn't want to have anything to do with them tracy wanted to be back home taking care of mom yeah they both just hated where they were it was shitty situation for both of them tracy was older but he was also harder uh um, oh, for sure they yeah. show us some stuff in the book like tracy uh the dad takes them out to shoot birds and tracy has no problem doing it says he mm-hmm. he feels nothing when he shoots a bird and meanwhile, Ricky uh, is forced to shoot one and, and tears up and cries because he had to do it. Uh, and then the dad like beats him for being yeah. soft. Right. So, yeah, which I thought that was like showing us a layer of Ricky because Ricky really admires and likes his father, even though Ricky would be the one that probably gets, you know, beaten more by the father because he's not as hard as Tracy. Maybe it's because like Tracy knows what his dad's capable of because he's also, you know, kind of hard like that. Whereas Ricky's just like, oh, if I could just impress him, I know I could do it. It's it's just an interesting dynamic between those two brothers and their father. Mm-hmm. So what, yeah. do you, what do you elaborate on that a little bit? Are you thinking that like Tracy has kind of, uh, he, he's already seen what his father's father can do. So he's fell in line already and Ricky hasn't seen it and hasn't yes. fallen in line, just wants to impress him. Yes, I think maybe it's like when you uh, when you get to that age where you're like, oh, my parents don't know everything. Like my parent isn't like the the perfect person that actually knows everything. You realize, oh yeah, like they're they're like a person too with their with their faults. I think maybe Ricky's too young. He's just looking up to his dad and always being like, oh, I, I want to be as good as dad. I want to impress dad. I want to you know do. I want him to be proud of me. Where maybe Tracy has been in it long enough with with Teague and is old enough that he's like. This guy's a piece of shit. I know what he's capable of. I know what he can do. Um, I, I think maybe that's where it is. Like maybe even with their ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it carries on from there because like maybe when their father was, you know, at the height of being his most shittiest and is, is most in the criminal world, maybe Tracy was older and Ricky was younger. And that's where that started. Yeah. They don't show us a whole they, lot yeah, of, don't. Uh, about it, but I, I get the feeling like when they were really young, Teague really influenced them both greatly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tracy more so because he was older. And then what we see is that when Teague is kind of out of the picture, Tracy is still living in Teague's footsteps, doing the criminal shit. And Ricky's still involved because Ricky's the younger brother and this is what he knows. But Tracy is kind of like taking that over um, and they still both get into trouble. Uh, yeah. And then and then Tracy goes off to the to the army um and ricky kind of finds his life of crime yeah and always kind of where always their paths trying diverge yeah. ricky i feel like is trying to be his father and tracy yes. is not tracy is not trying to be his well father. He, he got to the point where he stopped trying to be well i guess right yeah no but i guess i mean i, I guess you could be right saying that i, I don't necessarily think tracy ever wanted to be his father because he right. always yeah. saw how terrible this guy was he more so may have got caught up in this life of crime yeah um just because of the circumstance where Ricky, like you said, since he was younger, was more just like looking up to his father and wanting to impress him. So yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's really interesting. So Mallory, after seeing that picture, goes out to look for Tracy and finds him at the graveyard. 
and she sees what grave that he laid mm-hmm. a flower on and she starts to cry yeah. because she knows now that Tracy and Ricky are connected. Yeah. Tracy is off to find Simon, though. He's kind of worked on all the crew members trying to get information and right. hasn't gotten anything. So the one that's left is Simon, who's like yeah. the leader. Simon is hiding out until after the big score. And Tracy wants to know if it was Simon who killed Ricky. Right, yeah. And Simon says, he won't tell him shit. <laughs> of course Simon and won't Tracy tell him says, shit. <laughs> Tracy says, yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the narration of, before it was over, Tracy did get the answers he wanted. And a few he didn't. But it seems to him that was just the nature of answers. Right. I really loved that comment. Yeah. Um, and not just for like, <laughs> I feel like when it's being narrated, it's like a, almost like a scientist or something like so matter of factly, like narrating <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> Tracy did get the answers he wanted that day. And <laughs> I don't know, yeah. that was, for some reason, it just, <laughs> it came across that way to me. It was very funny. But, um, what I really like is that going into this questioning for, for Tracy, he probably has an idea in his head about what went on and what's like, what's the truth and what isn't the truth. So Simon's answers to the questions, I think shock him. Right. And while he gets the answer, like he ultimately wants an answer. Yeah. It's not the answer to the question that he was asking. Cause he thinks he knows what he's going to hear, but then he gets the truth and he says, I'll read it again. Before it was over, Tracy did get the answers he wanted and a few he didn't, but it seems to him that was just the nature of answers. So the, the answers are not necessarily going to be what you want, even if you think yeah. you know what they are. Yeah, totally. Because he, like, he wants to find out who killed Ricky. So if he, if he got the answers he wanted, then that means he found out. He found out, or I guess he found out how Ricky died. He got and, he got the yeah. answer to his question. Yes. But it was not the answer he was expecting or yeah. hoping for. Right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it was it was cool. It was it was it was well written. We don't see any of that happening. I like that after he says like oh, I'm not going to tell you shit and then Tracy says, "Yeah, you will." We know. You and me reading, we know he's getting what he wants. Like Tracy is so confident in all these situations when he says yeah you'll tell me they can cut away because i know he's got that under control he's gonna make him talk he's gonna make anybody talk yeah dude tracy's so hard he's so tracy's hardcore. so fucking hard yeah 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 and, uh, what came to mind was the line from snatch where they say he's harder than a coffin nail oh that's what i got shit. from this guy that's what i the, yeah. the vibe i got like there's not this guy's the toughest of all like he just oh yeah he's he's uh, a tough sob he has all the upbringing of being tough. Like he's been a criminal his whole life. Yeah. He's been like beaten by his dad. So he's hard in that regard. He's been in the military for years. Um, he's got all the training and yeah. his conviction is probably the greatest thing about him. So he will oh, not, yeah. he will not be stopped in his quest. Right. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm just gonna, this is way back uh, early in the book, but it just proves this point. He, a guy pulls a gun out on him and he walks towards the guy and just says, like, nobody teaches these people gun retention. And he just takes the gun from him, turns it around on him, points it at that guy. And that guy says, you have... And he says, like, get out of here. You know, he tells the guy, get out of here. And the guy's like, you have no idea who you're messing with. We are going to hunt you down. He shoots him in the head. 
Because he's like, I, I guess I believe you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That was awesome. That is awesome. Like if somebody, if you have a gun on someone and they're like, I'm going to hunt you down and then you just let them go. It's like, well, if you want to protect yourself, that's what that character does. He shoots him and he shoots him. And like, and you're just like, okay, this guy is just like, he, he knows what he's got to do. And that quick scene right there just tells me that tells me how hard he is, how confident he is in everything he does. His conviction, just like he knows exactly what to do in every situation. That's his thing too, is he can't have people out there looking yeah. for him, right? He doesn't want that. He hates it. So yeah. this guy's like, look, I'm going to find you. So yeah. he's like, okay, well, then I'm going to kill you. And he kills him. Yeah, exactly. It, it was cool, yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I like the gun retention um, when he said that because it's like he's been trained and he's been trained in a lot of ways. And if there's just a criminal out there who has a gun, he's probably knows how to shoot it. Maybe he's been taught how to shoot it, but he hasn't been taught how to hold on to it. <laughs> so right. he's going to go up there and take it away from him right away. I just really liked that. It, may, it just, there's such small things that um that show us tracy's character like we, mm. we are so on board with tracy from like page one and we know nothing about him we're yeah. just kind of slowly learning about him and he's a criminal he's like not doing good things in this book but we he is our hero like we are on his side this entire book yeah definitely yeah we're following him we're following him and we're, we want to learn we're learning his story we're slowly yeah. learning his story learning what he's about uh yeah interesting so this guy, Chester, who works for the big man, is on Tracy's tail, has been for a little bit, and he uh, he managed to get some information from Jacob about Tracy. So now we know that there's this guy tracking Tracy. This is for those four dudes that he killed before Yeah, uh, that got sent after him. He killed these four guys. So now the big man's kind of number one dude, Chester, is now on the, right. on the case. Yeah. We learn here what the big score is. It's the St. Dominique's Cathedral Black Tie Benefit, where Father Brian Grant has been fleecing the rich for years. He's been selling them the lie of this benefit being somehow real when it was just him collecting all the proceeds. Right. And apparently the usual haul is half a million dollars each year. Decent haul. Father Brian Grant has quite the quite the plan going on here half a million bucks every year definitely definitely and we have seen why i like that there's two parts to this plan because we've already seen the crew execute something so we've already seen them be good and efficient in part one where they broke simon out and it was like a really cool plan where he was being like taken out in a ambulance and they did like a switcheroo with ambulances while they took him out like it was really neat really cool would have been an awesome movie scene so we know we know that they are capable so once we hear like plan two is that they're going to rip off this other guy who's you know tricking people out of their money with this benefit again we're like i can't wait till this goes down like i can't wait to see how they do this i think they even talked about it being easy yeah totally so yeah now simon had been tipped off about when that half a million dollars would be deposited into the bank. So the crew worked together to rob the deposit that's happening. Which is why they tested the response on that bank earlier. Exactly. And we know the response is bad. Yeah, I love testing police responses. It's it's cool, yeah. It's just like, oh man. (laughs) They know know what they're doing. Yeah, now we have a time. We know exactly how long it's going to take. Oh man. it's fun. I love like these kind of heist things, these heist movies Mm -hmm. or heist comics. Yeah, it's the best. Now they're coming out with the cash, but the police show up 
because apparently Tracy called them four minutes earlier. Yeah. So he's used their poor response time. Amazing. In his favor. He's called them. He knows they're going to be slow. So he called them previously so that they'd get here right at this time. I love it. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. So Mallory comes running out with one bag of money. Tracy grabs her and pulls her into the car and takes off. Yeah. And she is super pissed off, dude. Like yeah, she knows s- he did it. Oh, yeah. We see, like, you know, she knows immediately. I mean, I think she's pissed off about a lot of stuff here. Yeah. Not just that. I think there's several things. She's pissed off that he's been lying to her. Yeah. She's pissed off he's infiltrated the crew. She's pissed off that he, like, blew up this robbery. She's pissed off they only got away with one bag of money. Totally, yeah. Yeah, if you were going to blow this up, why didn't we get take it all? all the money yeah, first, take all right? Of it. Yeah. They just got yeah. one bag. Yeah. Now... Tracy drives the car. He like he he loses a, f- a couple cops along the way, but he drives the car to the old Lawless family home that's mm. been boarded up. Yeah, and he says he wants to hear the truth from her mouth, and he wants to know why. So it looks like the information he got from Simon was that she did it. She right. killed Ricky. So yeah, she starts telling us her story here. She says. Ricky never had any problem hurting her. He never minded hurting anybody. And Mallory said that she was the only one who could see something fragile and almost sweet in Ricky. Right. And that's why she stayed with him. But as things got worse and worse with Ricky and Simon, things started to get bad. Ricky had screwed up this heist and he was going to take all the money for himself. That's the whole 80 grand. Right. Kill Simon, take the money, get out of there. And Mallory tried to stop him. He punches her out. And when she comes to, he's there telling her to get in the car and that she's coming with him because he loves her. Yeah. So she pulls out a gun and shoots Ricky. And she says that she couldn't take that kind of love anymore. Yeah. She knew that that would just be the way it was always going to be. She's always going to have to take that abuse if she went with him. Exactly. Yeah. She says she she doesn't know what his parents or Juvie did to him, but he was damaged and he hated himself too much. Yeah. Oh, man, that was tough. Um, It's really tough. Like you see, you see Ricky being his father, basically, right? Like that's- You see him being a product of his environment. Like like she she says it right there. She doesn't know if it was- the parents or going to, to juvie. Um, so both of those are like awful things to have happened to you. Right. But what she saw in him was the other side, right. Yeah. That, that didn't have to do with that, but that side, that bad side of him was so powerful and he couldn't shed it that it just got to be too much. And she couldn't, she, she saw that he's never going to be the way that she wants him to be. So yeah. she had to, she had to kill him. Um, yeah. It was very interesting because in that panel where Tracy finally gets this information, we see his eyes are colored blue for the very first time in this book. Oh, interesting. Uh, his, his eyes throughout are yeah. black. And huh. in this in this moment, they turn blue. So um, I thought that was really interesting. I, I, I don't know like exactly what that was. I, yeah. I mean, maybe it's just him getting the clarity he needed about what happened to Ricky Maybe yeah. he was like um, understanding a bit of himself in that moment too, because of how like close 
Ricky and his like lives paralleled. Like maybe yeah. he's seeing that he's never going to, he's the same. Maybe he's never going to get out of this. Like there was some sort of moment of clarity there. Uh, and it, I thought it was really cool that this dude's eyes are blue for the first time. Yeah. I like this. I like this a lot, Tim. Uh, just before we get to what happens in the end, like when I'm reading and I get to the spot, I don't know what's about to happen. Um, because of sort of the way that everything has been set up up to this point, we've said that, you know, he is out to get revenge on his brother. Doesn't matter that we've learned that he's not really, hasn't been really close to his brother. Um, but he definitely has these situations where he wishes that his brother had, had made out better than him. Like he wishes his brother could have got out of his father's shadow, but like that they weren't actually really close. And maybe he didn't even like his brother, how he turned out that much. So getting to this point and hearing a story that his brother was basically, you know, had become his father just like he wanted, but like he's, you know, he's a product of of what he he had to deal with growing up. I don't know what's going to happen because I already, I feel like Tracy still wants that revenge. That's what he's wanted the whole time. We knew that he wasn't like totally close with Ricky and he wanted that revenge. He said earlier, I hope I don't have to kill Mallory. Like we know he's going to kill. He's out to kill whoever killed Ricky. And there's also this like relationship he has with Mallory. So I don't know if he's going to say like, oh, you know what? I'm going to let her live because we have this relationship. Like I have no idea where we're going when we hit this point. Um, and I just think it's like really, it's a really well-constructed story to this point where I'm not going to be hit with like a twist in the end. I just don't know what's going to happen because of the motivation of the main character. We've we've slowly been learning what he, how he feels. We've been un- unraveling the layers of him so when we get to this point, I don't know the decision he's going to make. And so I like you saying, like, maybe he sees that, you know, like, it, Ricky did kind of become his dad. And maybe Tracy was becoming his dad. And maybe if Tracy pulls the trigger here, he's becoming more his dad. Maybe if he doesn't do it, then he's not avenging Ricky. Like, I just, I love mm-hmm. it. I have no idea what the next pages are going to be. I'll tell you what. I had no idea what any of the next pages were going to be through this whole book. Yeah. Like, not just at yeah. this moment. Totally. In, in any of the moments I didn't know. It was it was also excellent. Um, but I, I did want to say again, um, you mentioned you thought that we we saw his path here, that he was looking to kill whoever killed his brother. Yeah. I, I would challenge that again, just okay. saying that we don't know that. Like, that's that's probably what we're led to believe. That's right. what, what, they, what they want us to believe because of his character, because he's been killing people all along the way. But he says to Mallory, he wants to hear the truth from her mouth, and he wants to know why. That's... That's what he's looking for is he's looking for what happened. Now, he's a killer. We know that. So it's easy for us to just believe that what his plan here is, is to find who killed Ricky and kill them. But I don't mm-hmm. think that's necessarily true. I think he exactly what he says to her is what he's looking for. He wants to know the truth and he mm-hmm. wants to know why. And right. from there, he'll decide what he does. Yes. But yes, I, I don't definitely. think it was this blind, yeah. like, I'm jump i'm awalling from the military to go and kill whoever killed ricky he just he needs the information about what's going on so yeah i think the book leads us in certain directions and um makes us uh comfortable thinking certain things and applying that to these characters uh but these characters are i feel like they're deeper than that they're more well written than that they're it's not just what you see on the paper they they put enough substance in this book that these people um they they it feels like they have choices in this book. 
Like I don't feel like any of them are stuck on a on a certain path. Uh, so. Well, that's exactly what you said, not knowing what's coming next in any page in the book. That's exactly what it feels like. It feels like I don't know them. I can, I am assuming where I think the story is going to go, but that's not where the story takes me. Like, cause, cause as it's unraveling, I'm learning more about them. They feel like people I'm just learning about. Yeah. 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 yeah good one. This story, not at one time that did this story go where I thought it was going to go. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought I was like, okay, I, I feel like I know what's going to come next. Yeah. Never was I right. Not not even and, once. Yeah. And I think that like we haven't really talked too much about how it jumps around a lot. It jumps around in time a lot without telling you that it's doing it. And this is another reason why I really appreciate that because I make assumptions of like what's going to happen with the character. And then, you know, so like he wakes up in bed with Mallory and I'm just like, oh, okay, like that's what happened. But then we flip back and see how it happened. Right. And I really like that. Like it takes away my assumptions of like, oh yeah, that's how he did it. He just goes in bed with him. And I actually get that progression of how we got there. And it, it, it's like the book telling me like, you think you know what's going to happen, but let me just show you a bit about this guy. Yeah, that's so true. After hearing Mallory's story, Mallory tells Tracy to go ahead and fucking do it. Get the right person. She deserves it. But Tracy lets her go. Mm-hmm. He waits for a few moments and walks outside after her. And we see Chester, who's uh, the, the big man's number one guy. And he's holding yeah. Mallory with a gun to her head. He says the big man needs to see Tracy. And Tracy agrees to go. Now, the big man is Sebastian Hyde. Mentioned him before. Yeah. And Sebastian doesn't want to kill Tracy anymore. He did before, but he doesn't anymore. Now that he's read Tracy's military file. Right. So apparently Tracy killed three U.S. soldiers to save one of the local women in Baghdad. That's how he got the burns on him. Yeah. And since Ricky owed Sebastian a lot of money... He wants to use Tracy. Yeah. So Tracy agrees to work for Sebastian so Mallory won't be harmed. Same as Tracy's father, Teague, once worked for Sebastian. Yeah. Fuck, dude. It's fuck, yeah. It's a cycle, right? It's a cycle. Um, I like that we're not ending happy because, like, this guy has done a lot of shit in this book. And... You know, I, I like that it didn't end happy. I like that he didn't just get his revenge and get away with it. You know, it, it, it's it's a weird... Th- this book this whole time has felt real. You know, it's felt like like these are deep characters. This is real, you know, situations. If you did all this shit, like there's consequences at the end and this is what they are and this is what he has to pay. He makes a choice. He makes a good choice in order to let Mallory go, the person that actually killed his brother. Yep. He is letting her go free and he is paying the price for it and now has to be a criminal working for Hyde. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's, it's tough. It's one of those endings that it's like, it hurts, but you just keep thinking about it. You're just like, oh man, like that is rough. Yeah, well, we're not quite done yet, Dean. We're just about there. But Tracy gives Mallory the money from the bank heist mm. and sends her off on a bus to Vancouver. Uh, she slaps him, then gets on the bus and starts to cry. Yeah. And she's hugging this bag of money. So I wasn't sure if she was, I wasn't sure what she was feeling actually at this moment. 
Uh, I'm sure she was feeling very, very upset about kind of the way that everything went down. Like her life is, has been thrown upside down now, right? Like her cruise, mm-hmm. her cruise dead. Um, that, that life of hers is gone. Uh, you know, Ricky's dead. This new guy, Tracy, who's in her life has been like using them, but she has this bag of money. Mm-hmm. So I think she slapped him kind of saying like, fuck you for all that stuff. And then was hugging the bag of money crying because he gave her a new life. Yeah. He like almost released her from what she was in, sent her to a new city with a bag of money where she can now be like free from all of this. Yeah. So I, I think that's kind of what I, I, what I got out of that moment. Yeah. I like that. It's, it's an interesting moment. It's a, it's a tough moment. Um, it's not really Mallory's a... story uh, no. in any yeah. sort of a way, but, but no. she's the one who kind of gets this, this, she this gets the ending, happy yeah. ending. Yeah. And she, so she, so I'm just thinking back now. Um, so she had the chance with Ricky to get away and she shot him and stayed with the crew because she didn't want that, you know, that kind of love. Then she builds this relationship with Tracy. She seems like she's, you know, into Tracy, into that relationship. She gets really pissed off at him when she realizes he's been lying the whole time. And, you know, he gives himself up at the end for her. She has the bag of money. She's off her new life, but she's not with one of the lawless brothers. And, I don't know. I don't know if it's like she picked the wrong brother at the start. I mean, she didn't even know Tracy, you know, I I don't know what's going through her head, but it could be something like that, you know, like, oh, here was the brother that probably would have treated me right. And he's got to stay and be a criminal. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I don't, I don't feel that so much. Yeah. It just because she, the only thing we learn about the past is she had this opportunity to run with Ricky and she didn't do it. So that's, I don't know if those are a connection there it could it definitely could be like i'm yeah. i'm not the the be all end all here but i i for me i felt like um there was just a familiar familiar a familiarity with ricky and tracy that mallory and the crew picked up on and they actually yeah. they mention it in the book they say like there's something familiar about this person nobody knows that they're brothers um i think the whole reason that everything went down with tracy and mallory is because she she found something of Ricky in him and she was like grasping at that still. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that she wanted to run away with Tracy or anything like that. I think she was getting the Ricky vibes from him and um, it, it again, didn't work out. Right. Um, I don't know if she even would have run off with Tracy. Maybe she would have run off with Tracy. She she probably would have, but I just, I think that they, they played a little bit in the book with how these two brothers felt familiar to people, even though that nobody knew they were brothers. There's yeah, just something so, about them. And the the funny thing is, is what that familiarity um, that they play with might be is the father and yeah. how the father was. Is that yeah, that's true. the common link that these two brothers have is how their father was. True. Yeah. So now I'm thinking maybe it's even, you know, another lawless fucked up her life. Like maybe yeah, she likes could be. being on the crew, it you could know? Be, yeah. And now that's, she's, that, now yeah, they're, great point. they're dead and she's out with a bag of money. Like the first time it was Ricky. Now it's Tracy. Like, these, yep. these lawless brothers just met. She fell in with another one and yep. messed it up. Like yep. he messed it up. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So after Tracy sends Mallory on her way, he says, Sebastian had been right about family. There was no escaping it. Even when there was no one left to run from. 
I, I mean, I love I love this whole ending because Tracy is so ingrained in his family that this whole journey, uh, trying to figure out who wronged his family, ultimately sets in motion this final outcome hmm. of him becoming just like his father, mm-hmm. like working for the same dude his father did. And it's that classic cycle of how children will most likely turn out the same way that their parents treat them yeah. and, and raise them. And like this whole book, Tracy's, he's looking for redemption for his family. He, he yeah. wants redemption and he finds none. He gets no redemption. Yeah. He doesn't kill Mallory. Like you mentioned, he doesn't kill the actual person who killed his brother. Right. That could have been redemption. He could have been yeah. redeemed by finding uh, a, sh- a shyster who did it. Right. Kill that guy. And he probably feels so much better. Right. He doesn't get that closure. He doesn't get that redemption for his family. And he killed so many people in this book without a thought. He killed so many people along the yeah. way. And when it's all said and done, I never thought I'd be feeling sorry for Tracy mm-hmm. for where he ended up. Yeah. And dude, I feel sorry for this guy at the end. Like he has absolutely nothing left. No. All that he was trying to cling on to, like everything he was trying to hold that made him this individual who was unlike his father, he has lost at the end. And he is now just like his father. And he's lost it at the end to the hands of the person that killed his brother. Like he's laying it on the line for someone who killed his brother. And that's why he's stuck back in this situation. Like it is just... you know what, yeah, dude? I feel just bad he- for him. Hearing you say that, maybe yeah. that's the only redemption he needed. Maybe the only redemption he needed was this was something maybe his father could never do. His father could never let someone who killed his brother live. So maybe in that act of letting her go, maybe he has eclipsed his father. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the circumstances are that he still has to work for this guy, but he's better than his father ever could be. I, I'm just... Interesting. Yeah. So just talking about it. That's, that's really cool. I I never thought of that. Like he knows that his character is not his father because if he lets Mallory go, I am not my father, even though his position in the, in the criminal organization is the same as his father. Like, oh yeah, Tracy Lawless, just like Teague Lawless working for Hyde. But he knows that he's not his father because of the actions that he did, not the position he has. Mm. I like that. I like that too. Yeah. That's interesting. That's that's what I love about this book. Like, we can just talk about it and try to figure this out. I like, I like that. I like that. Just coming up with that right then and there, that just destroyed my what if. Perfect. It broke it. Perfect. (laughs) What if is broken now, but we're going to do it anyways, but it's broken. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have a chat about it, but um, I love that we got there. This is why I love doing this, dude. This is why I love just t- chatting about this uh, this shit and just like throwing it out there because while I'm reading this, I'm not a lot of this stuff doesn't come to my mind, but just like v- verbally getting it out and like yeah. talking to someone about it, uh, I get to these places and these books and it's just so cool, so damn cool. I I have not I just I can't believe it. I'd never thought of that that like I took this whole book as as a, a sad ending, a very sad ending that this guy ends up with nothing. But I think actually yeah. I think he was redeemed. I think he he yeah. is not his father because. Yeah, I love that. We just thought we just talked about how he was killing so many people without thinking it. This is the person he should have killed. This is the person he didn't need to think about at all yep. to kill. Yep, and he exactly. thought about it and he didn't. And I'm with you. We got there and I think that he 
has the happy ending for not killing her. Yeah, he has to still work. He still has to work for Hyde, but he knows he isn't his father. And that's what he's been running away from. He didn't want to come back here to this city because he didn't want to be his father. He wanted far away from here, but he knows now he can live in this city and he knows he's not him. Whoa, dude, I can sleep easy tonight. I don't know about you. Me too. Oh my goodness. Don't be having nightmares anymore. Yeah. I, oh man. (laughs) it's great it's great i love tim i love brubaker phillips books i love them me too man they're just they're they're, he's so good and i love that he's like he's like a master storyteller like he does it in different ways in different comics Mm -hmm. and it's always he's always playing around with how to tell the story yeah and i think he's always nailing it he is always nailing it i mentioned last week i wanted to read uh pulp that he did and i i did i squeezed that in this past week and i read pulp which is like a two-issue um release from from him it is it's so good it's him and phillips again dude it's such a great book just like man if anybody's interested at all in this dude check out i'd say first just check out like pulp and bad weekend because they're just too they're too off quick they're they're quick reads you can just sit there you know get through it and maybe i take longer i know some people like some people say they can get through like a whole volume like six issues in an hour that's not me me Um, neither i'm i'm like reading a panel and then I'm studying the art. I'm yeah. trying to absorb things. I'm trying to look for themes. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So I take a long time to read stuff, but those are a couple of quick reads. Like you can get through those two issues. Yeah. Even if you're slow in like an hour and it's, they're just such really cool, tight stories. Um, I used to think that six issues was like the perfect length for a volume. And then I read a five issue and I was like, Oh, that's pretty good. I like the five yeah, issue. Yeah. The two issue might be it for me, man. A the tight story nice, yeah. in two issues. It's pretty enjoyable. So yeah, these especially, are both, especially from these guys. Like, yeah, yeah. These are I both also two throw, issues. I was just going to also throw my heroes have always been junkies. Um, also in there. Another, I think another two issue that's in the criminal world. Yeah. 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 So, uh, pulp was really really cool awesome. um similar to bad weekend uh it, it, it revolves around a comic book artist so uh, i know bad weekend was like revolved around a comic book artist at a convention this is like a comic book artist back in like the 1930s um and then they kind of like even trail back f- further than that it's, cool. it's just a really really neat story and uh, obviously the art is incredible so uh yeah i read that one uh it was really good recommend that so awesome all right, man. Well, let's get to what if then. Okay, let's let's get to your stomped on what if. What if? Okay, I feel like I should almost reverse the what if. Ooh, now that it. we've changed our ending, uh, audible to I'm going to reverse it. Okay, yeah, we're going to call it reverse. Yeah. Blue 82. Yeah. Omaha. <laughs> reverse. What if? Hut. What if this book, Dean, gave us a sad ending? <laughs> because what we got <laughs> was a happy ending. Right. We all where, know that. Where Tracy, we all know that Tracy was finally redeemed at the end. He yeah. finally finds out he's he 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 evolves past his father and his father's teaching and who his father was. But what if the ending of this book was completely 
unhappy. Yeah, there, there right. was you were just left feeling yeah. so awful and shitty because this character you've been following the whole time just ends up like getting stomped on at the end, like with like a a boot covered in shit just crushes him down to the ground. Like his, I I felt like so much good was gonna come to this guy for for all the work he was putting in and what he yeah. was doing. Yeah, and by the end, what if? nothing positive happened to him what if you felt drained by the end of this book with nothing to take from it well tim since that is how i felt until we recorded this podcast (laughs) me too (laughs) this is an easy one to answer (laughs) um i liked it i liked it as a sad ending i like it even more I, here's the reason I like it even more as a happy ending because we discovered it through discussion. That's why if it was a flowery ending that like it was just presented that he did everything we want him to do and he got away, I don't know if I'd like it as much as when I thought it was a sad ending. I, I like it as a happy because we got there ourselves. Um, but when I thought it was this sad ending, I was okay with it. Like I, I like sometimes these Brubaker Phillips books have sad endings. And, uh, like even bad weekend. I mean, that's, that's a sad ending and I'm okay with it. Like it's, it's almost like it makes me feel like that, that pain for the character. And it, it makes you feel like what you went through, what he went through. And you can maybe get to the level of what he's feeling. And it, it almost makes me feel more connected with the character when it's a sad ending than it is when it's a happy ending. When, when there's been all this you know, all this, this stuff going on throughout where he's like on this path of vengeance and doesn't get there. I agree 100%. Um, but I felt that by the end of this book, without the conversation we just had, I was not pleased. Mm. I, I love more than anybody, an unhappy ending. I think I like unhappy endings more than happy endings. Yeah. But at the end of this book, without knowing what we just kind of talked about, I yeah. felt like he was too far hmm. wronged in the book. There there was no redeeming factor at the end of it. He went through all this shit and at the end of it was like worse off than he started. And it yeah. just didn't sit right for me. Like I needed something. I needed there to be something. And of course, Mallory gets away with the money, but that wasn't mm. enough because she's not really like... She's not all that important in the book, you know? So she killed, she killed Ricky. She's, she's like, if with the way the book goes, she's the enemy to us. I yeah. mean, we know she's not by the end, but like her getting away is not enough to make me feel like that's yeah. enough of the happy ending for me. Yeah. So I was actually legitimately like, like mulling over this today and, and thinking like, I don't think I like this book as much as I could if mm. this had a happier ending, which yeah, is something yeah. you will not catch me saying very often. But Never that do. that's why my initial what if was what yeah. if this had a happier ending? Because I think it would have been better. Yeah. And then we get to the point where we find a happier ending. And while it's small, it's a small nugget yeah. of happiness. That's enough, dude. That's enough to make me feel like this is a happy ending. Um, yeah, because so it... It's, it's just a it's, small it's, nugget, but he's but it's, it's like all he's looking for is not yeah. to be like his father, right? Yeah, it's a small nugget, but it's in his character, his character that we have seen the whole time, but he hasn't seen the whole time. You know, he doesn't know that he's making choices to not become his father. And it's in that moment that he can finally realize he's not being his father. So 
yeah, I, I like that we kind of know the whole time. We're like, you're not your father. Like, you're, you're, I know you're doing acts, criminal acts, but like, you're a better person than your father. And it, we need to get to the end for him to realize that. Yeah. So, what if this book gave us a completely sad ending? I don't like it. I don't like it. Either, I don't like Tim. it. I don't like it. I don't no. like it as much as yeah. the happy ending we got. Yeah. It was a nice, happy ending. Smiles, yeah, I feel so butterflies, much... <laughs> flowers. Well, not quite that. Maybe oh, okay. maybe a single butterfly flying off. A sing- yeah, or a single petal from a flower. Right, something like that. It's still small. Yeah. It's a small victory, but it was a victory nonetheless, so. Yeah, man. Cool. Okay, well, uh, we're definitely going to read more of these guys. Um, totally. Not for a little bit, though. Let's take a, let's take a break from, from this. We did two in that, a row. That's fine, yeah. We'll do something different. Uh, There's lots there for us to get to, and lots of cool is. stories in there. Oh, like, I know. The, the, the cool thing about Criminal, they're anthologies, and they're also told in much different ways. Like every one that you read, every volume you read is going to feel way different than the last one you read. True. Yeah. Well, don't be surprised, Dean, if the next one I pitch is Pulp. That is totally fine. Haven't read it. I won't read it until then. Or you could read it. Interesting. Interesting twist. You don't have to wait. I'm not saying you have to okay, wait. Okay. Okay. You're a free man, dude. Okay. You can do whatever Sometimes you want. Sometimes I like do. to save things for the podcast. Oh, okay. You like okay. when I have oh. fresh takes. Oh, that's true. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Don't read it then. That's great. I w- that's what I said. I'm with you. I support you in that. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, thank you. That was a great time. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad that uh, we got to that happy ending. That was awesome. Me too. That was a lot of fun. Cool. Thank you for joining, Dean. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you next time. If you're looking for additional content from Talking Back, sign up for our monthly newsletter. We'll be doing monthly wrap-ups, sneak peeks. We'll show you some behind-the-scenes stuff. We'll be sharing recommendations. And who knows what else is going to go on. Find a link to the sign-up form in the bio of any of our social media accounts, or feel free to reach out to Tim or Dean and we'll set you up. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.